Welcome to QRD Radio, everybody. If you don't know me, my name is Brian John Mitchell. I started QRD as a fanzine in 1994. I've probably interviewed over a thousand artists, cartoonists, musicians, and other creatives over the years. And it's been on hiatus for a couple of years, bringing it back with it not being uh, something that you have to read, but something that instead you can listen to because we're all lazy today. So anyway... First guest is some one of the people who recently inspired me to go ahead and uh, do this kind of thing. His name's Damon Beatty. He's a podcaster. He does horror po- horror oriented podcast called Guess What You're Wrong, where he uh, takes apart movies scene by sp- scene, filled with spoilers. Anyway, welcome to the show, Damon. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for agreeing to be the. Uh, first test for for all of this it, did you get a chance to look over the uh interview thing that i sent you a link to to give you an yeah. idea of where yeah i looked over it briefly a little bit yeah that's that's all anybody has to do we keep it real here at qrd yeah. oh <laughs> but, yeah so uh so your dad spoiler, yep. this is a father's well, part of our father's day interview series um so uh it, you do you consider yourself a creative or not? I guess that's something worth uh, mentioning. Um, well, yeah, I, I think uh, you know um, anybody that jumps in and sticks their toes into the uh, the podcast world. It uh, at first you don't think it's going to be a creative uh, thing, but then after you get into it and you get bit by that bug a little bit, um, you find yourself creating you know intros, outros, background music. Uh, um, transition transitional sounds and in the end yeah you're you're a creative yeah that's that's how i feel too but you know i just thought uh you know some of the questions in the interview lead themselves into uh that assumption so i didn't want to make it if it wasn't wasn't true um so yeah you're so your kids are are they both teenagers uh well actually i have five kids holy cow yeah. <laughs> yep. I got uh, um, my oldest actually is working out at uh, Springlane now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So, and uh, I guess you're gonna meet, get to meet him on um, what? No, I don't Friday. think you met him. Have you met him yet? I think you have. I don't know. I think I did, but I think you brought him in the day that the eye light closed, and so it was like uh, those. Were, those were my little. Kids. Oh, oh, no, those were the younger. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. No, those were younger ones that they yeah, made my younger. But, yeah, but, but you know, you'll meet him on Friday, and uh, quite possibly, uh, you know what? Um, my younger son wants to see that Spider-Man movie too, so I might actually take him out there. We may just check that out as well. So, are all five of them staying with you right now? No, no, no. Um, I have two older ones that live in uh, with her in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Uh, um, they're older adults, you know, 19 and 21. Okay. So you got, do you got two litters? Yeah, I certainly do. Okay. Actually, actually my oldest son is, uh, technically he's my stepson. Okay. Um, but, uh, he's, you know, I've, uh, okay. yeah. When you're the main, when you're a main parent in somebody's life for a long period of time, you know, it, uh, I think you earn the title. Yeah. I always introduce myself as his father and him as my son. So it's, it's nothing big to me, honestly. Yeah. So, okay, let me uh, 
I have a cheat sheet, but I need to look up. <laughs> so how old were you when you realized you were going to be doing the podcast and the creative thing? Or did you in- initially envision that as a path towards doing something else? Well, um, always been a bit of a creative, I guess. Like in, in, uh, in my early years, I was into photography really big before everything was digital back when uh, photography was real film. Um, I did it a lot when I was younger, uh, learning to processing, learning different uh, photography things. Um, I kind of grew out of that when everything started going digital. And I kind of lost that, uh, that creative bug for a bit. I mean, I, story, I'm a storyteller as well. I mean, I always still tell stories. All my kids, um, even the older ones, when they were young, I used to make up stories and tell them stories. Um, so I'm a big storyteller. Even my younger kids now, I, I make up stories and tell them stories. So, you know, being a creative is something that um, I don't think I've ever really, uh, it's not something I ever really considered myself. Because I've never actually just stepped back and looked at what I did. But, you know, uh, getting into podcasting um, really made me see things differently, um, especially a, a lot of the experiences I had earlier in my life. You know, it's been a few years that I've been talking and talking and talking about uh, wanting to do a podcast. And the original vision of my podcast was completely different <laughs> from what it's, uh, what it's evolved into now. Completely different. So what was the original vision? Um, it was originally just going to be whatever I wanted to talk about. Oh, no, no set theme. It was just going to be like, yeah, I guess, I guess the title, guess what you're wrong. Doesn't really, um, make you think like, oh, I bet this is about horror movies. (laughs) And, uh, well, see, originally it was, I had planned on changing topics pretty much every week. It was just going to be whatever, you know, eh. You know, if I got cut off in, in the uh, in traffic on the way to work or something, I was going to talk about that. You know, uh, I really had no set um, guidelines, I guess, of what it's I was going to be follow. like a rant cast or whatever. Pretty much. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in, you know, a lot of divisiveness in, in culture today. Uh-huh. Um, and I found myself going that way, feeding into that. And wow. I didn't want to do that. Good to, good to know that because I think a lot of people do. It's all that seems like they do want to do that, I guess. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows what reason? Yeah. I mean, I found myself, you know, on that verge and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like, that's not what I want to do. I mean, uh, I, anybody can, do that. I mean, that's it's it's easy to be you know that person, but I wanted to do something that um, I don't know. This might sound kind of look a little bit cliche, but uh, I kind of wanted to do something that everybody could uh, stand behind, everybody could uh, agree upon, unite under. Yeah, pretty much. Or just you know, like, and, just like not pick sides over, I guess. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, I thought long and hard. I mean, and I, I still do some episodes on comic books. You know, that's one of the things that I like to do as well. Um, but mostly my main thing was horror movies. I love horror movies and I always have. It doesn't matter your political leanings. It doesn't matter your cultural viewpoints, uh, what side of whatever aisle you stand on. If you like horror movies, we can have a good talk. 
because that's yeah. one thing that unites us and nothing else matters after that nothing and that's what brought me to where i am now within my podcast because i talk to so many people now that uh i guarantee you um on, on a whole slew of things we probably disagree on a lot but when it comes to hormones yeah movies, that is that you know, is one of the one of the things that gets gets weird and i i tried i think of myself as a middle of the road person which somehow that offends people too you know but <laughs> it's, it's like happens, uh, yeah. yeah it's like if, I, if i'm not on your side then i'm then i'm an enemy somehow and i'm just like no that no i'm saying i i like to hear diverse viewpoints and people are like nope that's not a good idea <laughs> yeah you shouldn't want to hear diverse viewpoints that means you're whatever i'm like yeah. no i'm i'm pretty sure it doesn't mean that like nope yeah <clears throat> cuz i'm right and you're wrong well guess what yeah you're exactly. right. <laughs> they are wrong and and I, and i thought that as i got into the horror movie thing i thought that this the title of my podcast fit it it fits so well because when i'm reviewing a a horror movie i'm giving my viewpoint on this movie mm-hmm. like it love it hate it whatever it is but they're my viewpoints, so you can agree if you want to, but if you don't, oh, well, you're wrong because they're my yeah. viewpoints, you know. And I, 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 I kind of like the way that it's grown and what it's grown into. You know, um, I've recently talked to a few, uh, you know, we have, you know, Jared's a movie maker and then I talked to a couple other movie makers. He's a, he's a local local filmmaker out of Sanford for those yeah. folks who don't know. And he's uh, done, I don't know, maybe half a dozen movies. Um, yeah. I'm sure I'll eventually have him on. Um, uh, what, what was the St. Patrick's Day ones? Just called St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, just St. Patrick's Day. He's got... Um, uh, and then there's, there's the Rosemary and Sage uh, yeah. series. And they got the new one coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It ties them all together. Yep. I like his stories. He's a good storyteller as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, when you meet somebody local, it's you're always kind of scared to see their work, or at least I am. Yeah. And so, and I was pleasantly surprised, like when I when I saw his stuff, I was like, you know, I told my wife, "Hey, that guy, his uh, his stuff's actually good." <laughs> yeah. Actually, does a pretty good job. Does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does. Um, that's great you know it's really uh it's really inspiring for there to be uh you know when you meet somebody that's actually doing something and actually doing it at a decent level of quality it kind of helps inspire you to start doing more of your own work or at least at least that's what i find yeah you know and jared was one of the guys i mean it started with him but then you know i I met another guy based out of uh uh, Philadelphia. I, I, he was on my podcast. We covered Cocaine Bear, uh, but he's a he makes his own movies, and he's horror. It's all horror. And one thing that got me about him is that he's he's a black filmmaker, and he's in the mm-hmm. horror genre. And he in his movie he goes all into that. I mean, it's it's his community. I mean, he is making a movie, a horror movie, based off of what he knows. Um, and I thought it was great, spectacular movie he had. Um, 
and then I talked to another couple, uh, or actually a few people out of uh, Canada that uh-huh. have been making the rounds uh, in, at horror cons because they made an anthology. And, you know, starting with Jared and then leading on to these people, you know, maybe something, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I tell stories. I'm like, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something that I can do. So I've been thinking about dipping my toes into that area a little bit. We'll see. I hear you. I, I feel <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah, like you, you, you see somebody else do a comic, you're like, oh, I bet I could pull off doing a comic. You see somebody... Uh, put out a record you're like oh i bet i could you know and and yeah. i mean and that's you know just doing anything is great to me you know yeah um that's where it's actually where just I doing it yeah. yeah yeah like i mean like i i have a really twisted relationship with art as far as that goes where it's like sometimes when you're on the cusp of of making money doing something you kind of get corrupted and it makes your relationship with it weird and i'm i'm right now i'm in a in a sweet place i feel like where it's like i make like there's a little bit of interest i make enough to pay for me to have the hobbies and uh and that's cool good you know like i mean i i'm no longer i no longer have any delusions of grandeur i think uh you know like if i look at most of the dead authors that i like you know somebody like franz kafka or whatever you know it's like had very few pieces published in his lifetime, you know, and everything. And, you know, it just seems like, like that's a place that, uh, that works, that works for me. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So moving on with the, uh, father's day portion. So when, when did you know you, you wanted to be a dad or have you always known, or <sighs> it's just kind of like part of life that happened? This is, this is an interesting question um because i've actually been making recordings um concerning this very topic for my kids about being a father and from my earliest memory i must have been 15 or 16 um when i knew i wanted to be a father um i I grew up my dad it was pretty was absent from my life and i was raised by my mother and growing up with friends and you see their your friends with their fathers and how they interacted it was one of those things that at that age i had made that choice that that's what i want to do you know uh, no matter what i do with my life i want my greatest accomplishment to be that I was a father, a good father. And yeah, yeah I learned that at a pretty early age. Now, yeah, so you, when it actually happened was, was a lot, was a lot longer. What was that? It, I was saying, saying, so it's essentially you knew by the time that it was more or less possible that you would be a father. You already had like decided like, yeah, this is, I think yeah. that's going to be a path for me. Yeah. I, I knew it was. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was going to be. So do you think uh, if you knew how much how much uh, energy and time being a dad takes out of you, would you have invested more in some of your creative stuff earlier? Hmm. Probably. Um, well, I don't know, because 
you weren't ready yet? Yeah, I wasn't really ready, you know, and even my creative stuff early on was, um, you know, I did storytelling, you know, I wrote, uh, and I still, I still tell stories. So it's not really something that has, has left me. It's just my stories have changed. Um, instead of my stories being for me and, you know, writing, writing down what I want to want the stories that I want to tell, I've changed my stories to stories for my kids. So now all the stories that I tell and that I make up, you know, the worlds that I, that I create in my head for uh, story time, it's for my kids. It's for what they like and what they want to, what they want to hear. So, you know, I don't know that uh, my creative, I, I suppose I could have done, you know, more writing early on and stuff and gotten my stories out there more. But I, 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 I don't regret, I guess you could say, that's not one of the things that I regret. Because um, yeah. my creative side, my storytelling is still there. It's changed yeah. a little bit, but it's still there. So they definitely, you would say, have had an impact on your on your work yeah absolutely the uh the stories you know i always told horror stories that was stories that i made were horror stories but uh you know with my daughters and daughters don't always like horror you know so <laughs> some daughters want to hear princess stories so you got to make up uh princess stories sometimes they want to hear unicorn stories so it, it, it's definitely um, I would say my daughters, especially, they've uh, made my mind think more about different types of stories. My sons, they like horror, like me, you know, so I could tell them a, horror, a scary story and they'll be perfectly awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, let me think where else I am. Well, let me bring up my document here again, you know. <laughs> Plowing through just naturally discussing and all of this. <laughs> so, uh, do you think? Um, what do your kids think of your uh, your work? Um, or not even not even podcasting and any of it, all of it. Yeah. Well, they love my stories. Thanks. You know, okay. they always, they always tell me a story. Tell me a story. My daughter always wants another story. Always wants so another you story. Write them down, or you just, you just no, start just making them, them up. <laughs> I just think of them, and you know, it, it kind of it's that's sometimes really good, and sometimes it's really bad. Because sometimes I'll come up with a really, really good story, um, and I don't write it down, and I start forgetting it. And I have to ask my daughter, what was this about again? Because I always remember the title. Like one of the best stories that I that I can think of that uh, I made up for my daughter was called The Fairy Kiss. And it took me a long time to remember what that story was. I remember the title. Um, but she had to sit down and tell me, Dad, don't you remember this? This and I was like, Oh, yes. So, you know, there's times where I tell some of these good stories. I really, really wish I would write them down. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like instead you should just do a do a second uh, second cast. Well, I actually started a new podcast called Storytime with Daddy. Oh, there you go. 
All right. Yep. Just started that one up. Awesome. Yeah. And that one is, I think we've only got one, one episode recorded and that is just strictly uh, telling stories to my kids. Yeah. That's, that's all that is. So you definitely, you definitely collaborate with them then on, in the process of making those, right? Oh, absolutely. And they're sitting, they're in here sitting with me when I tell them the stories. No. So any, any, uh, do they have an opinion on the podcast at all or? Um, my daughter loves it. She loves being on, because she'll say stuff to be recorded on the podcast. She loves the idea that she's on the podcast. Um, but you know, my, my horror movie podcast, they don't really listen to that too much because it's not really suitable for work kind of content sometimes. Yeah. You know, so they don't listen to that one too much, but they had, um, you know, my intro and my outro, um, they had, they were directly involved with that you know the background music they use my my intro my outro my son came up with because he's he was he took drum lessons for a long time he's a music musical person um so that whole guitar the metal guitar riffs and the drum beat he 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 came up with all that um and then of course you know that my daughter's voice is at the beginning my son's voice is at the end outro um so they've they've been there with me, you know, the whole time, the whole whole time. But do you have any uh, words of advice uh, to people trying to? Well, I guess we actually we didn't touch on this much, but is it? Do you have any trouble balancing? Like, oh, I want to get this thing done, or you've you figured out a way to niche out your life so you have time to? I mean, it sounds pretty much like you've figured out a way to make it work you're like i spend my creative time uh telling them stories to go to sleep to or whatever so you've you've pretty much found a way to balance uh your creativity with uh, the family life where you're incorporated the family into it right yeah yeah so you don't have any of that any of that this is this this side's holding me back from that side you know it's all it's all one thing for you yeah and i think that goes back to you know, early on when I, when I knew that I wanted to be a father, um, I knew when I got to that point, you know, I've made mistakes, you know, as a father, um, mistakes that I've owned up to and things that I wish I could have changed and done differently, but it is, it's not, you know, it is what it is, but I've gotten to the point now, finally, after all these years that I, I finally realized that if I can't do both what I like and be a father, then I, I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice um, the things that I like because being a father uh, is that much more important to me now. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very lucky that uh, my creative um, outputs, I can, I can use them with my kids, um, you know, and even with the podcast, you know, I, I was kind of rough at first but you know i found that you know there's certain times of the day that i can record where, where it'll be quieter in the house you know um and that kind of thing so i mean if it wouldn't have worked out then i would have given up on a lot of stuff just to just to be a, a better father but luckily i was able to uh find a way to make it work 
you got any uh, words of advice for young people? Yes. Being a father is hard work, but it's very, I, I would say as a man, it's, it's gotta be the most rewarding job I've ever had. You know, it's, uh, there's nothing like having a bad day at work rough and it, you know, crappy day at work. You come home and my daughter runs up to me and she's all happy and excited to see me and just give me a huge hug. Makes everything go away. You know, everything else that happened earlier day is gone. It's being a father is so rewarding. One of the things that really, that, that really I find disturbing about uh, some, some younger people is that they, they, they take parenthood for granted. It almost looks like to me, you know, they, they uh, become a father or a mother, whatever the case may be. And they kind of like, eh, it's not, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I still go about my business and do my business kind of deal. And I, and I see it a lot and it's not just the younger generation. I mean, it happened a lot in my generation as well. And that irritates me, um, you know, because the way I feel about being a father, I can't imagine anyone not feeling like that. Does that make sense? Yes. In, in the current era, it seems like I see a lot where there's the, um, the grandparents in the parent role kind yeah. of almost. And, uh, I'm, I mean, like, you know, if my parents did want to be that involved, I'd be very grateful for it. Um, but like, I just, I just can't imagine, you know, like the people that they're, you know, like both parents are working 50, 60 hours a week when they do have time off, they don't want it. They want to go out and do stuff instead of spending it with their kid. And I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. like, I, you know, like my kids, my, my, the only reason I, I need to have a job is because of my kid. Otherwise yeah. I would just live off a, off a can of beans. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I get you. But you know, like, yeah, like I want to raise, I, I want to raise, the only reason I want to raise my standard of living is because I want to raise my, my my uh, wife and daughter's standard of living. You know, I'm just like, I'm just a accidental beneficiary, you know? Yep. I get you. And I, I tell my son all the time that, uh, the main job that I have with him is to make sure that he turns out to be a better man than I was. That I yeah, am. Yeah. I actually, that I feel like is my bigger pet peeve with the current parenting generation or what, whatever you want to call it, where, People seem more interested in, uh, they want to have kids. They don't, they don't want to raise, raise adult, raise kids that are going to be adults. They just want to, you know, they want to have, have a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, and I think yeah. that is part of the whole thing where people are like, oh my gosh, the kids aren't leaving the house until they're 30 or whatever. <laughs> but it's, but it's because the parents never raise them to be adults. And the yeah. parents, the parents are scared of the kid leaving because they've defined themselves so much by, by being a parent is, is the only thing that they are. And so if the kid leaves, then they have to face, face them, 
face the reality of who am I when I'm not just a, when I'm not a parent anymore in a way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, the truth is you'll always, you'll always be a parent, but relationships like that are supposed to evolve. Yeah. You know? Um, but I don't know there, there we are maybe getting political, but we don't even know. But well, that's not even, that's not even really political, really, Brian. I, I don't think that's, um, that's just good parenting. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's nice to it's nice to be friendly. I tell my my son this all the time. And you know, of course I have my daughter, but it's daddy's little girl kind of thing. So the dynamic is a little bit different than it is with my son. Yeah. I tell my son all the time, you know, he asks, well, "Why can't I do this? Why my friends are doing this and why can't why are you, why are you, do I get in trouble for this?" And my like, dude, I have there's certain things that I have to teach you before I die. Yeah. Now, you know, and, and and if I don't teach you these things, then I failed at my job, and I will not fail again as, at being a father. I won't. So, I I get strict with him sometimes, but he he has a lot of freedom because he. There was times when I was growing up when I had a lot of freedom to experiment and to do things. You know, as a kid growing up. So he has a lot of freedom, but I'm also strict with him. You know, when it's time. To get off the game, it's time to get off the game. When it's time to come out and help me with yard work, it's time to do yard work. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to instill, you know, responsibility with him. You know, that he ha- there's other things that he has to do besides only have fun. And I think one of the hardest lessons it is to teach him is that it's okay to be bored. Oh my gosh! You don't yeah. always have to have some kind of a stimulation going on in your head and in, in, in front of your face. It's okay. To sit there and have nothing at all to do. You know, and that's been a hard, that's a hard lesson. He, he's fighting me on that one, but it's a, it's a hard, it's a lesson he's got to learn. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for taking part, sir. Um, Yeah.